This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Hello and welcome to the IoT Podcast. I'm your host today, Brad King-Taylor, and today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Tim Winters, who is the CTO of QA Cafe. Before we get into it, don't forget, whatever platform you're listening or watching on, please like and subscribe to the content. It gives you all the insight into the new episodes and when they release. So, Tim, absolute pleasure to have you today, um, uh, and thank you for joining us. Um, I suppose the best way to start is to jump straight into it, right? So, um, as I mentioned, it's great to have you with us. So, it, what... Probably the best place to go from here is, can you explain the background uh, from, from yourself, how you got into the crazy world that we find ourselves in and yeah. your position as a CTO of QA Cafe? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I can talk about all of that. So uh, thanks for having us. It's really great to be here. And uh, my background is a little bit, I've been in the networking industry or testing networking industry for over 20 years now. I started at the Interoperability Lab and um, I worked there for about 20 years. And there we did all kinds of testing for things interop in, in particular, you know, at first, obviously IOT wasn't a thing. And then over time it became way more prevalent. And then by the end of my career there, it was, it was all everyone wanted to talk about. I just want to talk about interop because IOT, you need it. There's lots of different devices. No one is buying one solution from everybody for all of your IOT needs. So that was a big part of it. And then I moved over to QA cafe. I've been here for over two and a half years now. And what we're doing here is we created, we're working similar thing. We, we built our testing. We have test tools that were based on testing home gateways. We have an analyst tool that does that. And then people were coming to us saying, hey, you guys have built this for gateways. What do you have in the IoT space? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of moved us in that direction. Um, it's a very diverse space, which is fun for us. I mean, that's kind of how we got involved is customers were looking for ways to verify their products. And by customers here, we mean people building it, but we also mean people using it. They want to make sure that their stuff is working. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So you've got an extensive background, 20 years. Uh, uh, very impressive. Um, I, if I did 20 years, I'd probably have less hair than I actually have, which uh, is madness. So hats off to you. Um, that's a really good overview of your background. So I suppose the benefit of the listeners, it'd be good to get an insight of what QA Cafe actually do in terms of um, the technology and that sort of stuff and, uh, and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. So we are, we're a small software company that builds um, test tools and test and analysis tools. So the test tool we have is CD router. It's been focused on home gateways. Um, we did lot, we do lots of testing where we do lots of USP TR69 management protocols, um, it's used by both service providers who, you know, want to check things that they're getting often, you know, even when they're getting a device from a manufacturer, they want to put their own spin on it. They want to add their own, they have their own requirements, whatever they might be. So yeah. they're verifying those. And then we work with the manufacturers of it. Um, one of the bigger changes too, is, um, the open source community in that space. So we've got a lot more experience with the RDKs, purple, OSs of the world, open WRTs of the world. That's been one of the massive changes in that space. Um, I expect we'll see similar things in the IoT space over time. Um, so that's one product that we've built and we've always had. And then we have another one, CloudShark, which is more on the um, test and analysis side. It's basically Wireshark, but in the cloud. And we have, we've added a lot more analysis tools on that side. So those are our two main ship. And then we have a new thing that we call Passport that is kind of a blend of the two. 
So it does the testing and it, it does the testing of IoT devices. Um, plug them in, you, you connect to them. And then we have it directly connected to CloudShark for allowing people to analyze, look at deeper into what their IoT device is doing. In a lot of cases, you know, it's not coming from the individual. They want, they want to know who it's talking to and why it's talking to, and that's where CloudShark comes in. Yeah, amazing. So you've got quite a broad um, spectrum in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Well, I do want to come back to that the passport um, uh, yeah. later on because I think what what you're trying to achieve there is amazing. It's going to help a lot of people. Um, I want to narrow it down slightly in terms of one of the the sectors. So um, the smart home industry, um, where that is at currently, and and what barriers uh, you're facing when it comes to the testing side of things. Yeah. So what one of the things we've been seeing in the smart home, there's a couple of of changes or, you know, people have come to us with all these questions, you know, smart home testing, what we found is it's very manual that when we started talking to companies, they were like, oh, we have a, we set up a router, we set up this scenario, and then we hook our IOT device in it. It's at the end of their process, which isn't good. doesn't follow any of their agile practices where they want it. You know, it's, it's happening at the end. It's very like ad hoc, not yeah. good, not repeatable has been a big, that was probably the most common thing we heard. It's not automated and it's not repeatable. So they'll see something, customer re report something, they may have seen it in the lab. That was really uh, one of the problems we wanted to go out and solve is that manual testing seemed to be a big part of the smart home. Um, so one of the things that we thought at the time was like, hey, let's build something that people repeatable, run it over again. Um, also, oddly enough, we get a lot of requests for legacy stuff. And the reason for that is diversity of networks. And I think of my father and how he never updates anything in his house, <laughs> right? But he wants the new thing. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't even know what his Wi-Fi is. It's probably something awful like B or A, G, who knows, right? But he's Dialogue. the one I think, yeah, exactly. And so what we heard from customers was they were like, great, the new stuff we want to test, but we also want to make sure that it's going to work in someone's environment because you don't, let me be honest, you don't want my father calling you to try it as a support ticket. So <laughs> that's one of the things that we've built is trying to make that work in a way that you can test both the legacy and the newest stuff and make it repeatable so that you know, hey, it doesn't work at this speed. Um, in particular, you know, the, the tool goes through all the Wi-Fi settings and that's the one where you, you don't know what the encryption is. It's a very, uh, home networks are very diverse. And so what we're, we're trying to make it as repeatable as possible so that you can drill down and find your issue and be like, okay, we know that this, this is a problem area that we're going to have to address. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I feel like the, the connectivity, there's a, I listen to a radio station in the UK called TalkSport and there's an advert on there all the time about the anger of certain people when they lose connectivity in the home or whatever it might be. It's, uh, it's very relevant to a lot of people. Um, going back to your passport then um, uh, and the smart home. So um, how are you helping increase that reliability for the smart home devices using the, the, the QA Cafe passport? Yeah, so P Passport is a device, It you know, you hook it up, it acts, it basically emulates a gateway, and we plug it in, it's on all the time, so it'll act, you can put it in your house as your gateway, but really what it does is it goes through all these different scenarios, so it tries link flapping, turning things off and on, um, different wireless settings to make sure the device can connect, and it can deal with all of those scenarios, because a lot of the IoT devices need connectivity, they're trying to connect to a, a cloud service somewhere that's keeping track of something, whether it's opening your garage door, telling you that you need milk for your, you're out of milk in your fridge. All of those things need to connect to something else. They're not yeah. self-sustaining. And so that's one of the things we do. Um, we have stability testing. That was a really piece of feedback we got from customers was 
you know, great, it connected the first time, but what happens eight hours later? Is it coming off and on? Is it, what, what things is it doing? And that's where the repeatability came up. So we built this tool. The idea is definitely more on the automation CI, CD side that'll allow people to repeat testing, run on a nightly per commit basis to find out immediately when they've broken something, not weeks later is sort of the idea that we're, we're going for. Yeah, amazing. I really like the fact that you are uh, off and on because that's literally all we ever get told, right? When you ring IT support yeah. or whatever it is, have you tried turning it off again? Well, of course, because that's the first thing you're going to tell me to do. So first yeah, yep. yeah, exactly yep. that. So yeah, really clever. Absolutely. Um, what process are involved when it comes to, to the testing then? So yeah, we, we've built, what we've done here is it's, it's an individual tool. We've put a battery, a PDU, a power unit into it. So it'll bring the device up and down to make, again, for the automation, we don't want um, users having to do a whole lot. Also, the tool auto discovers things connected to it to test so that you don't have to be searching for the MAC address or the web UI of your device. We try to make it as little config as possible, mostly because, again, this is the diversity conversation with IoT, is that what you're, when you're testing a phone or a smart TV, there are lots of buttons to touch. When you're testing a thermostat, there are not. Right. And so some of that we had to deal with was trying to figure out what was the sweet spot for what works for, you know, as many diverse devices as we can find. Right. Whether it's a home speaker or whether it's a, you know, a, a laptop or a smart TV are going to be very different. And so what we tried to do is make it auto discover. You know, it, it displays the device, tells them what's going on and can go off and run um, all of those different scenarios inside of the gateway to emulate, you know, service providers have very diverse networks. We have a lot of experience with them. We have 20 years of testing, working with service providers. We tried to emulate a lot of what scenarios they do so that the IoT devices can be prepared for those situations. Fantastic. Yeah. I really like the, the idea about the whole device thing because every every device really is different, uh, different sensors, different different methods of connectivity and, and well, like you said, different a range of buttons. So um, one of the issues that's highly talked about is the uh, interoperability of, of devices. So um, how how are we, how can we improve the inter interoperability of, of certain things? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the idea for this came from, I, when I worked at the IOL, we had a, a consortium or a testing service that was poor undergraduate students <laughs> connecting these <laughs> devices manually, right? So yeah. they would go get a bunch of, we had all these gateways, they would hook them up, set them up, and then have to connect the device to each individual one. Um, and it was painful. It was manual. It was painful. I mean, I'm sure those students loved, they learned some stuff, but it was tough. And so when I moved over to QA, one of the things I wanted to do was build software to do that because it, to create those interop scenarios. Now, sure, there's different hardware differences, but there are certifications for the Wi-Fi cert and doing the hardware interop. We're really focused on what I would call the network protocol interop, making sure that it can connect. In particular, this is where the cloud services come up. We do things like DNS failover. We wanna make sure that it doesn't lock on to one DNS server. In today's world, you know, networks, outages happen, right? And what you don't want is to be, have an IoT device unable to connect when it should fail over or roll over because of um, different things that happen. You know, the, some of the tests, we're making sure that it gets re-addresses. We've definitely seen devices, it gets an address once and then it, that's it. You have to reboot it before it'll come back depending on the network settings. Um, we also do a lot with IPv6. That's a, a, a one, you know, we, we're definitely starting to hear or encounter IPv6 only networks. Um, IoT works really great for that because of all the addresses. 
it can be complicated because V6 is new and people don't understand it. And so we have a lot of test content around that as well for those people who are interested in that area. Yeah, I think that relates to a lot of things though in our in our world. Uh, it becomes a lot more complicated when you just don't understand it. And it can be yeah. the most simple of things. Um, so one of the challenges that, again, across the whole IoT sector uh, is security. Um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, connected devices within IoT. So um, what are the challenges when it comes to security and testing and, and how are you uh, getting over these? Yeah, so, you know, we have a couple of we have a couple of things we're looking at there. Security is always this is always going to be something that's going to be evolving, right? Whatever we're doing with testing security, it's not going to be standing still. It's the first thing you have to kind of get inside your head is how we're going to change this. What are we going to do? How are we going to make this make sense? Um, for everybody. What we're doing on the security side, you know, there's different levels. We're looking into things like bootstrapping. We have other tools, our analysis tools. We allow us to, um, the CloudShark side, we have Sericata built in. So we can do things like passwords in the clear. You can check those kind of things, which on an IoT device, you know, might might happen. Um, I think in the future, you know, talking about the IoT space as a whole, I think there's going to be a lot more about, you know, secure firmware updates those kind of things, because A, I, I think it needs to be open. You know, there, it's not great when you buy something and then it has a security flaw, but that company's gone away yeah. and you have no way to fix it. So do you have to, do you throw it in the trash? What, what do you do with this thing that now might be insecure? Like, yeah. and so I, I think there's going to be some really interesting stuff coming out of standards groups or organizations to try to solve some of those problems, which I think will be things that we're always going to be on top of watching, trying to create test content to make it, you know, there's the classic protocol stuff. Is it encrypted? Is it not encrypted? We have a lot of checks for that stuff. Hey, th- this is not, you know, we do port scans, those kind of things to make sure the device is doing what you want. Like I said, we have the cloud shark thing. A lot of our customers just run a capture and see yeah. what they're, how much, you'd be surprised what these devices are generating and how rapidly they um, create stuff. And so I think that's where customers want to understand. In particular, you know, we have users who don't create the IoT device. Right. They're grabbing something off the shelf from somebody else, whether it's part of their solution or, you know, the service for in the service providers case, what's happening to them is the customers buying something from a retail shop and bringing it into the house. Very different. But who who do they call? They call the service provider. They don't call the individual company. They're like, hey, this isn't working. It's obviously your network. They want to know what kind of scenarios they can be like, no, 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 that thing works or no, we've had problems. And here's, you know. Here's what you have to do to your network. And those are the things on the security side, you know, security has to be good and it has to be easy because otherwise people will turn it off or be like, oh, that's causing me pain and that's not what we want. So we're trying to kind of, this is where we're trying to kind of help the industry to find testing that can work, verify these things without too much pain. Because otherwise we're going to be in trouble as as an industry and that people will turn it off and that's not what we want. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like some of the most successful people that I speak to is all about, especially with security, because it's like you said, it's always evolving, always changing. Yeah. Um, and I think the key word that comes out quite a lot is adaptability. Um, and I think that, yeah, you, you, you're nailing that at the moment. So moving away from the smart home then. So in a competitive market that we face at the moment, how can businesses accelerate their IoT deployments um, using test solutions like, like your passport? Yeah. So what, what, you know, I, I think what's happening there is the, you know, I, I hit on this earlier, but I, I, the automation, automation, being able to run it, repeat it, 
you know, there's nothing worse than having a bug and not being able to reproduce it. And then some poor developer is trying to figure out what scenario that was in to cause that issue. So what we're trying to do there is to make it more repeatable, easy, so that these devices, you can drill down, find the issue, the developer can make a fix, see if it broke anything, because then you've got the regression issue. All of that, we're trying to make it repeatable, automated, part of your regular process, right? What you don't want is it to be at the very end because you're either done with that project and the developers moved on to something else, yep. right? And it's going to be hard to get them to put their eyes back on the individual project to fix it. So it's really trying to make it part of the whole process so that you can address issues um, as they happen. You know, and as companies deploy IoT things, it's a tricky market because you're not sure how long it's going to be deployed depending on what it is. There are things, IoT is a little both ways, which has been fascinating, right? Is that there are devices that aren't long. They know they're not going to be out there long. They're going to get replaced really quickly. And then there's other IoT devices. You know, think of appliances in your house that you don't often replace. Like think of boiler or something like that, yeah. right? You're not replacing your boiler every three years. At least I hope not, right? And so <laughs> th th that's, that's where this tug and pull, where those guys need to do more testing or need to be more prepared because their device is going to live on for a long, a while. And so it's kind of fascinating. We're, we're trying to help people figure that out because there's definitely testing levels, as I will say. There are customers who, we need this to work. We need this to be able to update and be connected all the time. It'd be really bad if it's not. And then we have other customers who are definitely looking for major issues because the, the lifetime of it isn't, isn't as long. And so it's been kind of fascinating working through that, those types of environments. Yeah, and this is why I think this is something that uh, can be cross-industry, whether it's businesses or homes. Um, you've touched on it. The testing could be implemented in a lot of different things. One thing I personally hate is having to replace something that I've already got. <laughs> There's nothing more annoying, whether it's a, a telly yeah. a bit different, because if I have to replace a telly, I'll just go another size up. Um, but washing machines or anything like that, yeah. it's nothing more annoying. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's true, right? Yeah, if I've already got it, I don't need another one. <laughs> no, so, you know, um, yeah, the, the tough one for me was the light bulbs, having to replace the light bulbs yeah. in my house. I, I couldn't actually do it. I had to wait for them to burn out because I got a bunch. And then I was like, but I was like, no, I couldn't. I couldn't just, but now I have, you know, over half my house has the smart light bulbs that, you know, you can walk into a room and tell them what to do. But I'm totally with you. I, I, I couldn't just replace them all with all these, you know, all, all I couldn't do it all at once. Just couldn't stomach it. There's plenty of pain barriers there, one of, one yeah. of which is money, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so uh, moving on from that, and Tim, so where do you see the future in terms of the smart home uh, devices, the, the IoT smart home devices in the future? What's going on there? Is there going to be more innovation when it comes to the testing? Are we expecting to see more from QA Cafe, for instance? Yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to, you know, evolve with the industry. I do think that we're seeing some. Um, you know, Matter, the chip group, is a bunch of Amazon, Google, and Apple getting together trying to make more interop. I, I do think people understand that this is not going to be a proprietary setup, and it's going to continue to be diverse. And so yeah. we're going to be there for all of that. We're going to be there to help test, work with these customers to make the networking better, because that's what we want. We want people to have a good experience. That's what all of these companies or networks you know, the network providers, it's all what they're trying to do is make the network better. I think as it evolves going forward, obviously we hit on security earlier, that's going to continue to be an evolution. Um, I also think, you know, there's going to be some really interesting stuff going forward about how these devices interact with each other yeah. um, in a variety of different ways. So I expect all of that to continue going forward. 
uh, in that space. And we're going we're gonna to continue to work, try to automate this, make it as easy as possible for customers to be able to develop things that will be uh, go out in the network and do useful things so they can focus on that instead of the weird networking problem they might have. Because that's one of the, the things that we've noticed, too, is some companies are very good at building a product, but networking is not their thing. And so we're hoping to help them build devices that they don't have to worry about the networking side and they can focus on making sure that your your grill temperature, your, the, your thermometer in your grill is giving you the right thing and not that it can connect to your network. It's kind of yeah. Because if you've already got a grill, you don't want to replace it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, one thing that does excite me is, uh, you've touched on it, is how companies or devices can start to link together um, in terms of Apple, Google. It'd be really yeah. good if they all work together. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical personally on how long that's going to take. Um, but yeah. hopefully it does happen because it'll be amazing. Um, yeah, brilliant. I think the whole... The whole um, mantra and ethos of what you're trying to achieve is fantastic and i can see this growing something quite big um as always at the end uh, of our podcast we don't just finish with our questions and what we planned it's it's uh, overlapping so there is a question from the previous uh, podcast which is roy dagan ceo and co-founder of security things um yep. his question to you was customers are using iot for hundreds of different use cases so you must have uh, seen a very large variety has there been more interesting stuff to work with or that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the interesting things we've seen is we've had a lot of customers come to us. Um, probably the biggest thing that people came to us with was all the different failover test cases. So it's working fine. Something happens in the network and it's not directly connected to the device. Some service far off dies and it doesn't come, the device doesn't come back. Right. And it just yeah. hangs out and it's doing nothing. And that was one of the biggest things. So we created a bunch of scenarios that happen in networks to make sure that those devices can recover. I, I would say device recovery is probably the most interesting scenarios we've been given from ISPs because things change. They want to move things around in their network. And then these IoT devices become very pretty pieces of, of brick. So that, that's one of the things we're helping work on for sure. I think that's probably the most interesting cases we've seen. Perfect. Thank you. I'm sure that was an answer that he was hoping to hear. Um, look, amazing, uh, amazing podcast. Thank you so much. Um, uh, uh, and I, I wish you all the best for the future. I wish everything goes well. Um, uh, and that's Thanks everything. for having us. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. The only, the only last thing to do is to touch on your socials, um, your websites and uh, anything. Where, where can the listeners find QA Cafe? Yep, you can find us You can find us at QA Cafe, so www.qacafe.com. And that has all of our information and our social stuff um, is there. We're on Twitter and Facebook and all of, the, all of the wonderful social platforms you can find us. Perfect. Tim, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Please don't forget to make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening or watching on. It gives my team the ability to give you all the content you love. As always, it doesn't matter how you're connected, as long as you're connected. Until next time, we'll see you soon.